Welcome to Sounds Like Success with Atlas IED. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Success, an Atlas IED podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thank you for joining us on another episode of Sounds Like Success. If you like what you're hearing and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just give us a look, hit that subscribe button, and then you'll have a full catalog of previous episodes and upcoming conversations on the podcast. But you can also find our content, including podcasts, videos, articles, and blogs on our website at atlasied.com. Again, atlasied.com. You can also find plenty of information on our solution and services there as well. So on today's episode of Sounds Like Success, we're breaking down the AV hardware and the network needs in the transportation industry, and specifically how Atlas IED's work intersects with and stays ahead of those needs. And we're doing that by sourcing some insights Right from the ground, we're hearing from Chris Dietrich, product manager for Atlas IED, and Justin Young, general manager for Atlas IED. Chris is bringing an extensive background in software engineering to this conversation, and Justin is bringing a specialty in healthcare and transportation industry product development as well. Chris, Justin, great to have you both on. Looking forward to chatting transit. How y'all doing today? Doing real good. Thanks for having us. Good. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to sourcing both of y'all's thoughts on this uh, and specifically better understanding where Atlas IED fits into some of the broader trends of tech needs, both the hardware and the infrastructure that are propelling uh, the transportation industry forward. So let's start by better understanding the dynamics within the industry that break up some of the technology and solutions in the first place. So uh, for most people in the industry... They know that the transportation market, everything from public transit to air travel, is very hyper-specialized in its technology solutions. Could y'all break down how that hyper-specialization manifests itself in the AV solutions, hardware and uh, network needs, within some of those different sects in transportation? So we'll start with uh, public transit. Can y'all give us the context there? Sure. So when you're talking about elements of an AV solution that serves the transportation sector, uh, there's a couple of key requirements that you really have to get right. Uh, First and foremost with this market, intelligibility of the provided audio is king. Uh, Everything starts with that. The technology requirements to meet that is a mix of audio reproduction of the speakers, the system design of the acoustical spaces, and the ability to control where the audio routes to, and if it's synchronized audio to maximize the intelligibility. Secondly, uh, the system has to be reliable. And when you're dealing with emergency mass notification systems, uh, you have to have a system installed that has credibility. The end customers have to believe the system is going to work. You can't absorb the risks associated with a solution that doesn't perform like if an emergency event strikes. With that information, we build into our uh, solutions the level of redundancy and system monitoring and any kind of contingency or fault tolerance that that is needed to put our customers' mind at ease with that. And then finally, it has to be easy to use. We have a variety of customers that engage and interact and, and touch our systems as a daily part of their job duties. You know, we we cannot tailor the user experience to just one individual. All our customers come from all walks of life. So, um, I would say, it's, uh, you know, 
when relating that to, like you said, to like trains and buses, um, public transit, um, those are spread out over many miles. So, you know, our solution has got to be able to accommodate for, for that, those long distances and getting audio over those long distances. And then it's, you know, as a, as opposed to maybe like an airport with a gate agent or uh, someone that has to sit there and manually board a airline or something like this, uh, you really need a tighter control. So a lot of our uh, stuff in the transit and bus market is kind of automatically generated where we receive some sort of trigger, whether it's from uh, a train uh, that's coming down the tracks or even that like someone that's sitting in an emergency train station or, or in a train station where the agent that's sitting there in the train station has to kick off an emergency message. These all come from these automatic triggers. And so timing in the train and bus market is a lot more important uh, because you don't always have that person that's just sitting there and can manually board your uh, subway train. Now, what about for air travel, which is the other side of the transportation market that y'all mostly serve? What are some of the ways that the needs and solutions end up becoming hyper-specialized? And how does that manifest itself specifically with AV hardware and networks? Airports and travel, air travel are much busier places. Uh, There's a lot more logistical happenings and goings on in airports. You've got baggage belts, you've got fire department is there, you've got all kinds of different interactive elements here that somebody, when they go to board a plane, they have to deal with. Um, so in that, we need a lot more tighter control over the audio. So maybe these, this whole area over here is a certain lower priority where this area over here is a higher priority. We have to manage all that in a system. And that's in addition to all of that other stuff that we already do, where, which I just mentioned with, with uh, train systems, where we also have to handle, you know, a trigger coming from a fire evacuation system or integration with the displays on the wall. It's kind of like the, the uh, train system, but it's a little bit different in that our zone control and our, our grouping of zones, of audio zones, uh, has to be a lot more... Uh, managed in this situation. You can't just spit out audio to an entire airport terminal like you can on a train station. Atlas IED obviously has a varied suite of technologies and installation solutions because of this hyper-specialization that happens within the industry. How does this varied suite of solutions work for customers that may already have an existing set of hardware or network solutions uh, when it comes time to upgrade and meet some of these needs through hardware and network solutions. Uh, what does that replacement and upgrade process typically look like for an end user logistically? Well, at a really high level, uh, we have the flexibility to tailor specific migration plans for each customer. And we work very closely with our integration partners to map out a successful plan for interfacing to the existing systems at a customer site. At its core, AV systems have signals going in and going out. You got audio going in and audio coming out at different points of the system, and we can easily tie into these points uh, during, you know, maybe it's a progressive and phased installation uh, as opposed to like a total forklift of an entire existing system. Uh, But that allows us to easily migrate off the old systems in a manner that doesn't impact the customer's use of the system. Uh, airport specifically, uh, it's very common for migrations to be, you know, by terminal or by concourse. 
so we can roll out very specific plans to interface to those existing systems so that they don't impact the operations of other terminals, so to speak. And, um, you know, with that in mind, each transportation job has a unique element. It never fails. So we have a custom engineering team that allows us to address usually that that 5% of the job that our off-the-shelf the stuff doesn't meet. But that's, that's why someone chooses to work with Atlas IED is because at the end of the day, we can cover 100% of their job requirements, even if the uh, the off-the-shelf system only covers maybe 90 95% of their requirements. We have the ability to close the gap on that last five. What are the main pain points for an end user usually as they look to upgrade these systems? Uh, and how does Atlas IED, through its solutions, try to make smoothing over those pain points as seamless as possible? Well, with the upgrade of legacy systems, it's important to get out ahead of those projects really early. And uh, our sales team does an exceptional job of pulling together those unique requirements so we can specifically tailor those migration plans. Uh, These migration plans gives us early design considerations, but it also gives us a peek at forecasting hardware requirements in advance. You know, airports don't get built in a day. So we kind of have advanced notification that these uh, projects are happening. Uh, we can get out ahead of making sure that all the hardware requirements are, are met and on site w- with enough time for them to be commissioned properly. And we do the majority of the system commissioning for our customers in-house. And we are able to put the entire system through its paces well before they're installed. Uh, we routinely offer to our clients, you know, to host factory acceptance testing, bring them in, uh, give them a chance to, to put the system through their paces. It gets them more familiar with the uh, the features and how they're used and anything that they need to know prior to them being installed on site. And it's a real good opportunity f- for them to get a feel for the products that they order, but they get to meet many of the team members that help pull the system together. And those are also the same team members that answer the phone when the customers call with questions. So a lot of trust is built up during that time. I would I would say that a lot of the pain points are usually because they are extremely customized. They're saying if you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport. And I think the same goes for transit. So you know, where we have, say, a 100% solution for uh, a facility like an airport or a subway system, 90, like Justin said, 90, 95% of it's standard. And so that last 5 to 10% of custom work is where we really shine logistically. And that, that means we have a good kind of granularity of pieces and parts and, and components where we can put together and make a 100% solution for a certain, uh, certain facility. So if you need a tweak here or there, uh, we probably have an API or piece of hardware or setting for that, that we've grown and learned and have for several years that's that's been part of our growth um you know in those smaller situations where we don't really have that exact custom ui or that exact you've got this uh really old piece of hardware that you have to interface from from 1982 well we have a custom team for that like justin said and so we've kind of been the company that's known for just making it work and that's kind of been a key to our success when we have problems with kind of the pain points that aren't this custom stuff, we have a full team for customer support. And those guys have worked on these products for years and for decades uh, of experience in large installations and with our product line. So uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of help there. We, we have multiple generation 
of, of support for some of these large scaled systems. Um, you know, Hardy Martin was the founder, uh, you know, his son is leading the technical support team. Um, I have two generations uh, of the Youngs, uh, Ed Young and Steve Young. They've been, you know, decades and decades and decades of experience working with these large systems. It, it does set us apart. Now to chronicle a little bit more of how Atlas IED has put together that robust team to deal with these legacy systems. How long has Atlas IED been serving the transportation market in the first place? And when it comes to providing AV hardware and network solutions, why was the transportation industry somewhere where y'all wanted to uh, really stake a claim, plant a flag, and build out uh, a company infrastructure to support some of these systems and the future of the industry. What's the benefit to Atlas? We were founded in IED, as it's been known in the transportation industry, since 1978. We've had uh, the company IED. It was started by Hardy Martin and Ray Allen, and we created the first digital record and playback system in 1981 in the world. Uh, And that was in the Columbus International Airport. Uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And then in 1984, we uh, created the first computer-controlled audio system in the world in the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. So having been in on the ground floor of these things has really given us kind of the core of what we needed with the airport, the, air, the transportation industry. Uh, Hardy, you know, grew this industry as you know, the world uh, moved into the technology age. Uh, and so IED traditionally has always delivered these audio systems to the world. And then in 2008, Lloyd Ivy and Atlas Sound merged with IED. And so now we became Atlas IED. Uh, and that, that was, I think, January 2008. And all of the, all the work that he had done with Atlas Sound had been kind of a merging of, okay, Atlas Sound has all of the speakers and racks and all of this equipment that the IED section, where which made amplifiers and mic stations and audio control systems for the airport market, kind of merged at that point. And so now we can provide really a true solution for a customer. And it's a benefit for us. It, it just it, uh, it streamlines everything for us. As we look at the different trends that are impacting transportation today and its varied niche markets from uh, public transit to last mile travel to air travel to green technology within transportation, how is Atlas IED trying to both stay ahead of some of these trends that are shaping market needs as well as best serve those needs moving forward? What's some of the ways that y'all strategize around that and try to really stay ahead of those trends? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, over the past couple of years, we've been working in particularly hard uh, to reinforce our relationships with our dealers and our consultants, and even with the end users at like the transit stations and the airports. You know, prior to the recent pandemic, obviously, uh, on several occasions, we bring in these groups in and meet with them regularly to discuss uh, not only how their needs are being met today and how things are going, but also, you know, what needs do they see around the corner? Uh, they can kind of give us a, a, a peek, you know, not maybe six to nine months, but maybe even a couple of years around the corner going, hey, we're having these conversations about you now maybe video or maybe um, sustainability or, you know, whatever the, the, the topics that they're discussing 
uh, in their own internal walls. And, and so they can kind of bring us into the loop on those. But these events uh, have been invaluable for several reasons. As a general manager, now, this is the kind of customer touch point that gives me the chance to to continue and foster those relationships that Hardy started and, and continue building the trust between all these groups because we really rely on them. We rely on our integration partners. We rely on consultants. And ultimately, we, we rely on our end customers and, and having that strong relationship with them. You know, many of these visits and, and, and summits that we're having turn into regular routine phone calls where I'm getting on the phone with uh, maybe it's Dallas-Fort Worth or I'm calling uh, my integration partner with O'Hare and just continue to maintain these lines of conversations, communication and continue building trust. These uh, events also allow us to share and swap notes on, you know, how we kind of see the market shifts versus, you know, what notes they have as far as where they see things going. So, you know, we get a chance to share with our partners on how we see the world um, and we get to make course corrections based on their observations. But one of the biggest changes we made in our organization is the addition of the product management function, um, and which is what uh, Chris does for us. Uh, this allows us to have a specific team of individuals who own that connection between our solutions and our customers. But I'm going to let Chris speak more to that. Start, we started the product management group here at Alice ID in February of 2019. Last year, there are three of us. And um, my role is in the transportation part of our business. So I, I have, I've worked at Atlas IED for, uh, under the, and IED under the previous banner since 2004. And so I had opportunity to go on trips with Hardy Martin and to go to these, uh, customers ever since, you know, I was right out of school. So a lot of my experience comes from product management of product management comes from this market in particular as being into product management now uh it's given me the ability to you know paint a complete picture of the whole product uh whether it's using that experience that i had on the ground or using some of the purchasing stuff you know as an engineer i didn't have that experience before uh so that includes you know support warranty training all the customer touch points so not just provide the customer a piece of hardware and let them figure it out, you know, every time, making sure that every time we talk to a customer that, uh, you know, we provide value and that's our product and our service, it, it, especially with these, these types of customers, because these are Denver airport, or for example, is a large customer of ours and uh, they, they should be treated like it. In this role, I get to sit kind of in the middle between finance, customer support, engineering, sales, marketing, and I get to focus on that airport and uh, number one, and I get to find out what their needs are. How and then number two, we can figure out how do we get it done with the, kind of our tools in our toolbox. Since two thousand February two thousand nineteen, I, I, I took this job. You know, I, I've done many trips to customer sites. Uh, I've talked to the, for example, in Denver, I'd uh, speaking to them multiple times. I've been out there a couple times. Uh, so I, I get to get that one-on-one -on -one relationship with customers. I, we've had people in-house and, and just trying to meet people where they are. Uh, you know, sometimes in the past, I think, uh, or a lot, and, a, and a lot of companies, for example, say, well, we do X, Y, and Z. If you need this other functionality, I'm sorry, we don't do that. You're out of luck. It's, it's more about finding a, a solution for a customer one-to-one. Uh, and so that kind of goes back a little bit to some of that customizable stuff where we can, we have, sure, we have that 90% core product, but we also want to, you know, 
where other competitors haven't succeeded, we're, we're able to provide that, that extra 10% of, of one-on-one custom capability and solution with, with where a customer would be happy. And I'm sure a big part of that, too, just here to kind of wrap up the conversation, is a collaborative and, you know, communicative relationship with your clients and really sourcing them for the technologies that are most impacting them, the very specific needs of their installations and their services, and then using that to extrapolate and um, strategize as a a whole company, not just in each of those individual relationships. So can you break down some of those uh, collaborative strategies with your clients and how you stay in touch with them to uh, basically stay up to date with their developments in different sectors and match your solutions to not just the needs of the market, but some of the very specific ways that those needs are manifesting for your clients? One, one way is definitely our uh, relationships with our consultants. Um, our airports are, are very heavily specced by consultants. And so consultants do have a broader picture of the market uh, and the airports are their clients. So we need to, and we have been, uh, increasing our re- relationship with our consultants. I can give you an example. Uh, Ed Charland, who uh, has worked with us for years, after Hardy Martin had died, we had kind of lost uh, our relationship with him. And since product management, we've really had a, a much more regular conversation, picking of brains, picking of ideas with him. So I would say that's a huge, huge one. Of course, you have the trade shows and email lists and trade publications. Our sales force, they keep their ear to the ground. Product management, of course, we keep our ear to the ground. But, you know, in some ways, all of this is because of uh, the way that our company has grown. We are sometimes the core of the development. And the customers will call us and ask us, what do we think? And that comes from all the legwork that Hardy Martin had done over the last 30, 40 years that we can actually do that. We'll have a consultant call us, ask us what, what we think. We'll have a, a customer call us, ask us what does, what do we think? Um, what would, what would fit them in this situation? I think that's really a, that's really an advantage that we have. Yeah. And, and we have a boots on the ground sales force that uh, uh, the transportation market in particular, one of its idiosyncrasies is it's a high touch point market. And a lot of the times, you know, if you think about it on the business development side of that sales process is we have to get out in front of the end user multiple times before anything becomes transactional. And our sales team does a real good job of fostering and shepherding that whole part uh, of the relationship through the process and getting it to the transactional portion. So reinforcing what Chris said, we got strong relationships with our consultants. Uh, our sales team is getting out in front of the end users and and, and putting in the touches there. And it's really uh, yielding a recipe for success for us. All right, Chris, Justin, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today on Atlas IED's work and solutions in the transportation industry. Any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with before we wrap today's podcast? Well, I really appreciate the time, uh, you know, getting us to the table and talking about a lot of this stuff. I'm really excited about a lot of the work we've we've been doing and some of the fundamental changes and the maturation as an organization that we've done over these past couple of years. And it's been a, a real career highlight of mine. So we're really excited about the future. 
Uh, we got a lot of good things cooking and we're continuing to, you know, really foster these relationships with our end customers and with the consultants and dealers and working with them to come up with even better solutions in the future. Yep. Um, I, I just want to say that the work that we do is kind of not always uh, visible to the public at large. And it's nice to be able to have the ability to talk about it and to have uh, people to recognize the work. A lot of work goes into making these very complicated, customizable systems and, uh, you know, needs more scream it from the rooftops or whatever. It's, it needs to be known that uh, that's a lot of good work we've done here. Again, we've been chatting with Chris Dietrich, product manager, and Justin Young, general manager, both with Atlas IED. Chris, Justin, thanks both of you for joining us on today's episode of Sounds Like Success. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Sounds Like Success. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find all of this content and more on our website, atlasied.com. Again, atlasied.com. And make sure that you are leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. Oh,